Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought light and life and immortality through the gospel. Let us remember with thanksgiving what God has done both for and through his servant Jeanette. Jeanette was given life by her creator and was born on August 25, 1935 in St. Cloud to Edward and Frieda Blumke. Soon afterwards, she received the gift of holy baptism and became a child of God. She lived with her mother and stepfather for two years until his sudden death. From there, she lived between her siblings and went to many little country schools. She also attended Zion Lutheran School in Green Isle Township along with St. John's Lutheran Church School. There, in 1949, she publicly confessed her faith, was confirmed, and began to receive the precious gift of the Lord's life-giving body and blood. After graduating from Arlington High School, Jan moved to Minneapolis and worked for Hennepin County for 15 years. On February 11, 1955, she was united in holy matrimony to Franklin Moss. She also worked several secretarial jobs until she started selling real estate. She was passionate about gardening, serving her church, and studying the Bible. She was an active member of Gloria Day in Minneapolis for 43 years and taught, sang in the choir, and sat on several boards. She served as a Stephen minister for two years at Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Anoka. In her later years, she took care of her sister Luella and enjoyed attending Concordia Lutheran Church in Fairhaven, Minnesota. She was truly blessed with her sons, Scott, Brad, Keith, and Ken, grandchildren Jennifer, Anthony, Kirsten, Hunter, Asher, and Parker, great-grandchildren Sydney, Bridget, and Logan, and great-great-granddaughter Ellie Juliana. Jeanette said, God has been with me throughout my life. He has given me so much more than I could ever wish for, and now I go to be with Christ, and I can thank him in person. She was preceded in death by Franklin Maas, her husband of 50 years, her parents, stepfather, five great-grandchildren, and four siblings. She is survived by four sons, three daughters-in-law, six grandchildren, three great-grandchildren, one great-great-grandchild, many nieces, nephews, cousins, and close friends. Finally, on January 8, 2023, God blessed Jeanette with a holy death and took her home to rest in the arms of Jesus to await the resurrection of the dead. We give thanks to God our Father through Jesus Christ our Lord for our sister Jeanette. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. I started by thinking that I would wish that I didn't have to see so many of you so soon again. And I've heard that, not just in conversation with myself, but overhearing what you say to one another. It's too soon. Didn't hope to see you so soon. <laughs> Regret seeing you so soon. Regret seeing you under these circumstances. I get the sentiment. Absolutely. Too soon. Too soon after we've done this so recently. Too soon. No time to recover from grief. No time to prepare. It's a burdensome thing. It's a grievous thing. But you heard some news in our lesson from 1 Thessalonians that you ought to bear in mind today and always. 
And that is, it is good to be here. It is good to be here together in this place because in this place we grieve differently than the world grieves. If you were just meeting someone on the street and you mentioned that your mother or your grandmother or your relative or your friend had died, it would be awful. There's nothing to say. Just tragedy and loss. That's all there is, but not in the church. Not in the church. When you say, our dear sister Jeanette has died, there is hope and there is joy even in that because, as she herself said, she now gets to thank her Savior face to face. She now has entered into what was so long promised to her, what she so long waited for. And so, there is joy. Joy in the Christian life is always strange because it is punctuated by grief and sorrow and repentance. That is, being a Christian means living a life that is full of sorrow. Sorrow for what has been, what should have been, what can't be anymore. Sorrow over things lost, sorrow over our sins, sorrow over what is coming. But it is sorrow that finds its fulfillment in Jesus, who bore all of our sorrows on the cross. This is why he died, because he knew that all of you would be gathered here today. This is why he died, so that you would not have to cry tears that have no hope attached to them, so that you would not have to grieve as others do who have no hope, but instead so that you can grieve with a bit of a smile, thanking God for what he has now given to Jeanette. Jesus is here today. Though you cannot see him, he is here today offering you life and hope. That is a clear theme that emerged from everything I knew about Jeanette. I was privileged to know her, as were all of you. Think about the things she left behind for us. She left a long list of things that she was interested in having on the table at her funeral. Scripture lessons, hymns. In fact, back in August and September, there was a time when I was getting text messages from her regularly with the hymn that she had woken up in the morning with on her mind, the hymn of the day, she said. It was the first time she sent me the text message. I didn't know it was from her. And so I was like, this is strange. Why am I getting this? Great is my, thy faithfulness. What does that mean? And she said, no, this is the hymn that I woke up singing. And then from then on, she would send me a hymn that was on her mind. So many great hymns. Chief of sinners, though I be. Onward, Christian soldiers. I come, O Savior, to thy table. Jesus, refuge of the weary. My hope is built on nothing less. There could be a sermon just on those hymns. She had that in mind because her life was built on this hope in her Savior. She knew the voice of her Savior. She knew that Jesus is here for his sheep, leading them and guiding them to green pastures and still waters. And that's why she chose this lesson, this gospel lesson that you heard also at Luella's funeral. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. She knew, Jeanette knew, that because of what her Savior had done for her, forgiving her sins, giving up his life for her, feeding her with his own body and blood, she knew that she had already passed from death to life. And so she was hopeful. Hope that was expressed in her confirmation verse. 
Her confirmation verse was from Revelation chapter 2. Chapter 2, the last part of verse 10. I'm going to read you the whole of the verse 10. It says this, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested, and for ten days you will have tribulation. This is St. John writing to one of the churches. Do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. And here's Jeanette's confirmation verse. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. She was hopeful that even though she, like all of us, cannot escape death, because the wages of sin is death, she was hopeful that her Savior was going to crown her with life. You heard it in her very own words. They're worth repeating. They're worth memorizing. God has been with me throughout my life. He has given me so much more than I could ever wish for. And now I go to be with Christ. And I can thank him in person. When she was anticipating her sister's death, Jeanette was comforted by some words from the prophet Isaiah. I shared this with the family before we came in. These words are also worth remembering. You shall weep no more. God will surely be gracious to you. At the sound of your cry, as soon as he hears it, he will answer you. That's the kind of God that you have, the kind of God that Jeanette knew she had, the kind of God who is answering, ready to answer, before you even cry, before you even call to him. He knows what you need and is ready to give it. If you have a God like that, gracious like that, then there is nothing but hope and life ahead of you. That's how it was for Jeanette. Now, it is worth noting that that hope is especially important. In fact, it gains all of its importance from this fact, that without that hope, we have to face a judgment. We have to face a judgment for all of our deeds. The one who believes in Jesus has passed from death to life. He does not come under judgment. The judgment comes on account of sin. Jeanette knew it. Chief of sinners, though I be. Chief of sinners, though I be. She confessed her sins. She knew that she was a sinner. She knew that on her own, standing in front of her Lord, she would be judged guilty, as we all would. And so we need a gracious God. I once mentioned to her uh, the last part of the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 31. It's a chapter about the faithful woman. What's a faithful woman like? And I sent it to her thinking that it described her. Here's what I sent to her. Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. I sent her that passage from Proverbs and she replied, if only I could live up to those words. If only I could live up to those words. Which wasn't a false sort of humility. You all know her as a wonderful woman, charming and beautiful. If only I could live up to those words. She knew. She knew that try as hard as she could, she was still a sinner and she needed a savior. She was still a sinner, and the thing that mattered most was this, that she feared the Lord. I said, that's your verse. 
A woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. That's the one that matters most of all. Fear the Lord. Put your trust in him. That's what Jeanette did. Because God sees differently than the world sees. There are all kinds of ways to measure a life. And there are all kinds of ways that you're going to think about Jeanette's life. But God sees differently. He treasures above all else this one thing, that we trust in him. And that is one thing that can set aside, that can do away with absolutely every failure and weakness and sin, absolutely every bit of guilt and shame, regret and worry and loss. It does away with all of that because trusting in God gives you the gift of eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, a new heart, a hope for the future. If there's one thing Jeanette would want for you today, it is this, that as you go on in life, as you encounter the days and weeks and months and years ahead, you would keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of her faith and your hope and your salvation. That is what makes today not a hopelessly grievous day. It is grievous to be sure. And I pray that you'll be blessed with many blessed tears as you think about the joy and the love that you shared with Jeanette. I pray that you'll be blessed with that. But above all else, that you'll be blessed with this, hope. Jeanette now rests easy in the arms of her Savior. She rests easy and she desires that for you as well. So do as Jeanette did. Be like her. (laughs) Follow her example in this. Maybe not all of her example is worth following. Maybe not. Maybe you know things that I don't know, but you should follow her example in this, that she feared the Lord. She trusted in him. She was faithful even unto death. And now she has received the crown of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.